to St. Boniface. I'm Brandon Howe, your commentator. Our celebrant today is Father Bill. The lector is Jen Howe. The Mass is being offered for Carl Dunlap by Christopher Dunlap and family. Shepherd Sunday, and you'll understand why once you hear the gospel passages. But let's uh, pause for a moment in silence and reflect on last week and see how much you and I have reached out to other people, how much we've been caring for them rather than ourselves. Invite us to serve one another, Lord, have mercy. You give us the grace of talents and inspiration, Christ, have mercy. You encourage us with the sacraments, Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us all to everlasting life.
us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, lead us to share in the joys of heaven so that the humble flock may reach where the brave shepherd has gone before, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Peter filled the Holy Spirit. Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said, Leaders of the people and elders, if we are being examined today about a good deed done to a cripple, namely by what means he was saved, then all of you and all of the people of Israel would know that it was in the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. In his name, this man stands before you healed. He is the stone rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. There is no salvation through anyone else, nor is there any other name under heaven given to the human race by which we are to be saved. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
A reading from the first letter of St. John. Beloved, see what love the Father has bestowed on us, that we may be called the children of God. Yet so we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we shall be has not yet been revealed. We do know that when it is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. The word of the Lord. said, I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. A hired hand who is not a shepherd and whose sheep are not his own sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away and the wolf catches and scatters them. This is because he works for pay and has no concern for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know mine, and mine know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I will lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. These also I must lead, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have power to lay it down and the power to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ.
Okay, I'm going to need a show of hands, and I'm serious here. I'd like for all of those people who are engaged in some sort of parish activity or ministry, I'd like to see you raise your hand, please. Wonderful. Let's give them a round of applause. And we're doing this because this is your day. This is Good Shepherd Sunday. Now, I know that normally when we talk about the Good Shepherd, often it focuses on the priest and his service within the community. And while that's true, I'm going to say to you today, that's a little too narrow for me. Because if you are involved in, well, leading us in music, or in teaching religious education, or in baking desserts for funerals, or cooking for the homeless at Sojourner Soup Kitchen, or planting flowers outside the building, or arranging flowers inside the church, you are a shepherd. Anytime you serve with a willingness to sacrifice yourself in some way, you are a good shepherd. And frankly, I think the secret of our success here in this parish is the breadth and the depth of the volunteers who extend themselves time after time for the benefit of this community. Now, some may defer and say, no, no, I don't do that much, and oh, Father, it's you who gives so much. But that's what I'm paid the big bucks for. <laughs> but let's be realistic. In these two parishes, there is one of me. There are 2,500 of you in both parishes, and what you can do with that number is much more grand than what I can possibly achieve. Moreover, it's part of your God-given role to step forward, because you were commissioned to do that at baptism. And that whole role was strengthened by the Second Vatican Council, which said to all of us that together we are the church. And I would even go farther in saying that in the sense that this is not Father Bill's church. This is our church together. But let's take stock now of where we are. This year, has flung us into a period of what you could call suspended animation. And now is the time to start reviving our parish life. And not only just going back to the way it was a year ago, but making it larger and more energetic and more across the board than it has ever been before. But I would submit to you that we have a stumbling block in that road to go forward. Our bereavement group, which is starting up right now and is going to start recruiting in the next few weeks, it's going very well. And Bible study is starting up within a matter of two weeks. So things are percolating again, but I think the central issue that's holding us back right now is that we don't know each other. We know faces. 
they look familiar, but we don't know names and we certainly don't have a friendship. And how do we build if we're just a house of strangers? The key to our future, I'm certain, is more social gatherings of our parishioners. I remember distinctly the best social gathering we've had here since I came was my first week in the parish when you threw a potluck dinner for me. And it was nothing fancy. You brought a dish from home and you supplied some drinks and some desserts. But it was a wonderful chance in a very easy way of organizing to get us together, to allow us to mingle with each other and do it in a relaxed atmosphere and begin a new chapter in our parish. And even more so, I got all the leftovers. But for us to move ahead, it's going to require that more and more good shepherds here step forward. Now, in this parish, we have a hospitality committee that's focused on supplying coffee and, and donuts after masses. And that's wonderful, but that's their focus. And now I'm saying that we need something much larger to carry us forward. And this would be sort of an events team an events team of various people who take one small chunk of it and help us sponsor a variety of different gatherings. Sure, a potluck dinner could be one thing, but so many other things of various sizes. Why not a wine and cheese party after mass? Or why not a, a serious, if you like that, huh? Or why not a dessert party? A dessert party that we have on the night of the feast of St. Lawrence's feast day or of St. Boniface's feast day. Why not have dinners for seniors where we bring them here and feed them and cater to them in one night where we let them know that they're special? What about even a reception after our confirmations or our first communions? There are so many things that we could do to build up the body of Christ here. But I think this way is crucial to our future because if you reflect upon it in scripture, time after time when Jesus tries to gather a group of people together, what does he do? But he feeds them. And if they don't have food, he makes certain that they do. In the next weeks, we're gonna be recruiting for helpers with our bereavement team. But I think the very next thing after that that we should focus upon is events that draw us together. And not with the intent of making any money on it, but just bringing us together so we can laugh and enjoy each other's company and build something for the future. This Sunday highlights the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd who taught us to watch each, wash each other's feet and to feed each other. Because a central element of our way of life is service. Let's begin that new phase of our parish life, today of all days, on Good Shepherd Sunday.
Well, let's stand as a community and profess proudly our beliefs that bind us together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. If we're going to make this happen, we need to invite the Holy Spirit into every action of our next months. So let's pray now for God's presence in our daily lives. For bishops and pastors and all who shepherd the church throughout the challenges and difficulties of the 21st century, that they may exercise good judgment and wisdom as they care for their flock. Let us pray to the Lord. For men and women of all ages, that we may hear the voice of the Good Shepherd calling us to ordained and lay ministries, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. May the power of the resurrection help us to purify life in this world by overcoming chaos, fear, loneliness, and hatred. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That society's defenseless ones, beset by those who would scatter and harm them, may be known and defended by Christians as God's own children, worthy of dignity and respect. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. May suffering of the infirmed be eased, the prayers of those present be answered, and those who have died be brought to eternal life, especially Carl Dunlop. Let us pray to the Lord. Almighty God, today and every day, put into our hearts the desire to serve and encourage us so that we might step forward and build up your community, which we call the body of Christ. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. Let it become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this wine to offer. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands, let it become our spiritual drink. Lord, wash away my iniquity. Cleanse me of all my sins. 
Together, let's pray that this sacrifice of our lives and the sacrifice of this bread and wine will be acceptable to God, the Almighty One. O Lord, grant that we may always find delight in these Paschal mysteries, so that the renewal constantly at work within us may be the cause of our unending joy through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Amen. Lift up your hearts. And let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, O Lord, but in this time above all to praise you yet more gloriously when Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed. For with the old order destroyed, a universe cast down is renewed, and the integrity of life is restored to us in Christ. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exalts in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they proclaim. with us on the journey of life. Blessed indeed is Jesus present in our midst when we are gathered by his love and when, as once for the disciples and now for us, Jesus opens the scripture and breaks the bread. Therefore, God most merciful, we ask that you would send forth your Holy Spirit to sanctify these gifts of bread and wine, that they may become for us the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. On the night of the Last Supper, Jesus took bread and said the blessing. He broke the bread and gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and eat it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, Jesus took the chalice and he gave you thanks. He gave the chalice to his disciples and said, take this all of you and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. 
Do this in memory of me. <coughs> Let us proclaim the mystery of our faith. As we celebrate the memorial of Christ, our Savior, whom you led through his own passion and death on the cross to the glory of the resurrection, and whom you've seated at your right hand, we proclaim the work of your love until Jesus comes again, and we offer you the bread of life and the chalice of blessing. Look with favor on this oblation of your church in which we show forth the paschal sacrifice of Christ that's been handed on to us. And grant that by the power of the Spirit, we may be counted now and until the day of eternity among the members of your Son in whose body and blood we have communion. Bring your church, Lord, to perfect faith and charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Joseph, our Bishop, and the entire people you've made your own. Open our eyes to the needs of our sisters and brothers. Inspire in us words and actions to comfort those who labor and are burdened. Make us serve them truly after the example of Christ and at his command. And may your church stand as a living witness to truth and freedom, to peace and justice, so that all people may be raised to new hope. Remember our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the peace of Christ and all the dead whose faith is known to you alone. Admit them to rejoice in the light of your face and in the resurrection give them the fullness of life. Grant also to us that when our earthly pilgrimage here is done, that we may come to an eternal dwelling place and live with you forever. And there in communion with the most blessed Virgin Mary, the mother of God, with Joseph, her husband, with the apostles and martyrs and all the saints, we shall praise and exalt you through Jesus Christ, your son. Through him, with him, in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever.
not only hears us, he understands us. And so we pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, from every evil, and graciously grant us peace in our days, so that by the help of your mercy we may be always free of sin and safe from all anxiety as we wait with blessed hope for the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, I leave you peace, my peace I give to you. Lord, today, look not on our sins or our failings. Instead, look on the faith that we do have and grant us the peace and the unity of your kingdom where you live forever and ever. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let's spread Christ's peace. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the banquet. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed.
Let us pray. Kind shepherd, look upon us, your flock, and be pleased to settle in eternal pastures the sheep you have redeemed by the precious blood of Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. And I have two gifts for you. First gift is there's no announcements. <laughs> and the second gift is a joke. So this husband and wife decided to take the trip of a lifetime and go to the Holy Land. And they invited along with them their cranky old mother-in-law. And she went on this pilgrimage to the Holy Land. But while they were there, 
The mother-in-law passed away. So they went to an undertaker in Jerusalem, and the undertaker's talking to them, and he says, well, look, at, you could have her shipped home to the United States for $5,000, or you could have her buried here in the Holy Land for $150. So the man sits there and thinks about it for a few minutes, and then he says, um, we will have her shipped home to the United States. And the undertaker doesn't understand, and, and he says to him, no, let me repeat that to you. If you ship her back to the United States, it's going to be $5,000, but you could bury her here for $150, and it, the privilege of being buried in the Holy Land is amazing. And the man looked at him and said, a man died here 2,000 years ago. He was buried here, and three days later, he rose from the dead. I just can't take that chance. <laughs> the Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our Mass is ended. Let's go with that peace. Thank you.